0: welcome to the trauma tapes how are you doing
1: i'm good i'm good thanks how are you doing good it's november
0: i know halloween weekend Did you see any trick-or-treaters or or anything? We
1: did. We did. And we've been here for, um, this is our third Halloween here, but, you know, obviously last year was not really a real one. Um, I think it rained the first year. So this was the first year we kind of saw like some action and it was really Mm -hmm. cute. There's a lot of young families in the neighborhood. So it was kind of nice to see everybody. It was, it was really sweet.
0: What about you? Yeah, the same. It was the, this town has like a very, um, they do Halloween. They take Halloween really seriously. So there's like a huge town party and a town parade and a block party and the whole thing. So I just went and walked around and it was really nice to see everybody like out and about, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Room, which is great. They just I like actually kind of, are. Kind of
1: like returned to normalcy a little bit.
0: Totally. Our, they changed our mask mandate yesterday.
1: You don't have one? Nope. <gasps> what? Like. <laughs>
0: because we followed the rules people. We
1: follow the rules too. Like our <laughs> vaccination rate is like high and uh, and it's town by town. It's so crazy.
0: I know. I'm going to keep wearing the mask inside. Like I don't, I'm going to wear the mask for the rest of my life. Like I'm not, I have no problem with the mask. Like
1: <laughs> I, I have no problem with the mask, like running errands, but when right. I'm at work, at work like to wear the mask for seven hours is like, yeah. like maddening.
0: No, that's insane. You know, totally.
1: Oh, wow. Good for you. That's exciting. Yeah. I can't wait for that to happen.
0: It's just progress. Like, it's like, oh, okay. Wow. This is yeah. progress, which it didn't feel it for so long, especially like in the second wave felt like was just never going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's exciting. It is exciting. Yay. Okay. We have a, like a tiny little letter this week.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, this letter says, um, I'm writing because my wife has just discovered that her mother has advanced cancer and has only been given a few months to live. Do any of your podcasts cover this scenario or is there anything for a future episode so I can support my wife and her family better? Thank you for the time you've put into these.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. First of all, thank you for writing. Um, And letters can be short. You don't have to tell the whole story. If you just have a question, you can do it like this, yeah. As well. Um, I'm so sorry for the situation. That's really tough. What are your initial?
1: I, I'm. I'm. I mean, this is our. You know.
0: Our situation. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess there hasn't been a direct, like, uh, you know, a podcast about this specifically, but I feel like we've talked about our situation. You know, our just to review a little bit. You know, our father. We found out our father had cancer, um, on December,
0: like 20th, 15th,
1: and he died on Christmas day. And then we found out same year uh, that our mom had cancer. She had, and it was what, six to eight weeks, maybe tops. Got at it. Yeah. It was quick. Yeah. Was quick. So we, we, um, I'm curious as to what your advice is going to be to our, mm-hmm. to this yeah. letter writer and to our younger selves
0: man that's such a huge it's such a huge question um i think that this is one of these things in society that we always just turn away from yeah. right because it's so dark and so terrible where it's just, just like oh you only have a few you know months to live that's and we just kind of check out um instead of sitting with it so i think like the first thing is sitting with the enormity of what's happening which is i think you know obviously we don't know any of the context here but you know this is the thing that you that's facing your wife that she's got to sit with this and kind of see that it's happening, I think is the first step. So I think supporting her by just acknowledging it is yeah. the first step, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's, um, it's so shocking in the moments that it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of might be difficult for her to acknowledge it, but just to kind of feel right. Be allowed to feel whatever she's feeling in the moment.
0: I guess I say that because I remember like, this is when mom was dying, but I remember I had a therapist, you know, mom, she was sick for, she was very obviously sick for a while before she went to the doctor. So when she went to the doctor, it was like, not going to be good news. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she, I kept kind of like wondering and not letting myself believe that it could be that bad that she was actually going to die. And my therapist at the time you know, I, when it started to become obvious what was going on, which is that she had cancer that was not just in her, in her colon, but all all over her body. I talked to my therapist about it and I said, do you think she's going to die? And my therapist said, you know, yeah, I do. And I, um, I was like, God, thank you. Like nobody will say it. Everyone was saying like this stupid, like stuff that they thought was going to be comforting. Like you can't lose both your parents and it won't be that fast. And there's new technology and she'll heal. And it was like, she was like 85 pounds. Like she's not going to heat, you know what I mean? Like, so I think that's what I mean by acknowledging it. Like has anyone stopped and, and sort of like said, okay, this is what's actually happening or is it? Cause it's so easy to just go into the like swirl of things that has to be done, you know? Right. Yeah. I remember, um,
1: you know, our youngest brother saying, were you there? Saying like, this is, yeah. this is the exact same thing. Mom's going to die too. And, and, and I remember personally saying like, no, it's not, it's not the same thing. It's, you know, right? it wasn't in an attempt to shut him down. It was, it was my own fear, you know, mm-hmm. that I was, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Acting out of it's, it's, I don't know, you know, I don't know what the answer is. I I just, Mm -hmm. I keep going back to your story last week that you told about dad after you lost your stuff bunny and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just sitting with it and just sitting with the feelings. Right. And the loss and, and, um, yeah, the pain or whatever's Mm -hmm. going on. And I'm just creating space. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's the only Mm -hmm. reasonable thing. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think there's indirect things and there's direct things. I'm like mapping this out. And the indirect things are like you can make things easier by doing things for the people on a day-to-day basis, which I'm sure you're already doing, right? Like pick up the slack in terms of errands and household duties and stuff like that so that things are easier. Make it so that, that, you know, there's always food around, like that kind of thing just so day-to-day life is easier to navigate. Um, and that stuff, I think we often, since it's indirect, we don't take it as seriously. And we're like, well, I'm not doing enough. That is huge. Like it is huge. not having to worry about grocery shopping and making food and cleaning the house takes an enormous load off of the burden, you know? Yeah. And then when it comes to direct things, I think you know, maybe carve out some time to talk about what's going on and what, you know, what your wife needs. Does she want to talk about it? Is it helpful to be distracted? Does she want um, to talk about happy memories? Does she want to talk, you know, philosophically about what it means to be at the end of your life? Like, what is it? I think only she knows maybe what she needs. And, you know, when you're in the midst of that loss, I think there is a lot of clarity about what you need on a moment to moment basis. If you tune into that channel, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. It, and, and I think the, um, the issue comes up when you don't grant yourself, whatever right. it is you might need.
0: Right. Totally.
1: You know, someone gave me good advice at some point. Um, and they said to go to your partner or, or whomever and, and just ask the question, what can I take off your plate today?
0: Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: You know, and it could be the dishes. It could be Right. I'm not going to get out of bed. It could be, you know, it could be whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and then just do it.
0: Yeah, totally. You know, I was talking to somebody yesterday about like, about the similar, the same kind of thing. And it was like, you know, what other, what other inroads are there to conversations that, that make this more comfortable? Right. Like, is it time to really talk about like, what, what happens after you die? You know, like this person was saying that they've always felt like your life is like, you know, my life is like the MC project and your life is the Lisa project. (laughs) It's like at some point the project is going to be over. Like all projects are, and you're going to go on to this like great adventure and we don't get to know what that is, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, can you take this, this, such it's such a terrible thing can you take it and sort of add some depth so that you can feel some of these feelings you know what I mean
1: how do you add depth what do you mean
0: like by having these conversations about I think one of the things one of the reasons I think I went right to like sit with it is that I think especially in our culture like people just don't sit with it you hear this is happening or or it has just happened and you go into um, like to-do list gear yeah and it's like okay, I got to call this person. I got to do this. I got to do this. And you, it's a way of sort of keeping the the reality of it at bay yeah, and holding yeah. it over here. And really, what's going on? And this kind of bubbles up later is like the, all of these structures around your sense of the world are shattering. And so, sitting with it and facing it and facing it down directly, I think, is a really. That's what I wish I had done. Like if if I could go back to myself. It would be like, I wish someone sat next to me and said like, okay, like what, what are your thoughts about death? What do you think happens after we die? You know?
1: Yeah. yeah. Nobody asks the questions.
0: No, they they'll they
1: tell you what they think, you know, right. or, or they'll give you a book or um, right. present you with the, in a very genuine, authentic, kind way. i totally. it's critical, but no, but, this is know, like, know.
0: this is the thing, like, this is a missing piece. You know, we don't do this. What do you, what do you think happens after we die? What do you, you know, what does it mean to lose this person at this stage in your life? You know? Yeah. What are your favorite memories of them? How have they been pivotal in your life? You know, how have they disappointed you? Yeah. Right. Like all, if we can kind of sit with all this stuff while it's happening, then it gives you the opportunity to process it before it's over. You know, that's huge. I think, I don't know. I mean, I don't, we don't do this. I don't know if it would be helpful. I feel like it would be helpful. Maybe that's just for me, you know? No,
1: I feel that there's like, I feel that that time you're just, I don't know how to explain this, but like you're on a different wavelength and you're just, you're so raw and you're so um, open that you would be able to access things that you might not be able to access otherwise. Totally. So I think if you did ask those questions, or if someone asked you those Mm -hmm. questions in those moments, you would get to a very real, true, honest place very quickly.
0: And to be able to process some of the stuff that's going to come up in a couple months anyway, like, it's not like you're not going to have these thoughts or these ideas, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard.
1: It's it's hard for the people on the sidelines because they, you know, they want to help and they want to mm-hmm. do the right thing. And it's mm-hmm. um, there was no formula, like you said, we don't do this. Right. It's not modeled anywhere. Right. Or it, or it hasn't been in my experience. Right.
0: So, so. Yeah. I always think this is so random, but um, if you could make a, a list of mom questions, you know,
1: Jesus, that I would ask her
0: yeah. Like people should do that when they have the chance, you know what I mean? Cause like, I think of this probably still, you know, like three times a week, like, yeah. How do you, what's the best way to make chicken? <laughs> like, You know, like our relationships with our moms in a general way are, are, are of a type, you know what I mean? Like losing your mom. I think we all share certain losses or most of us share certain losses when we lose our mom versus our dad. And so just because of the way that like, you know, these tropes kind of play out in life. And so like, if, if your wife can't do this, make a list of questions for her mom that she still has time to answer. Maybe you can make a list for her, you know?
1: Yeah. That's powerful.
0: Yeah. What comes up when I'm talking about that? You do that too. I'm sure have a thousand things. No,
1: it's, it makes me emotional, you know, Yeah. because that's the, that's the ongoing loss, right. You know, and it comes up with every life event mm-hmm. like shit. Mm-hmm. I have no one to turn to, to ask this question. Mm-hmm.
0: You know?
1: mm-hmm. um, and you can't anticipate everything that's going to come up in your life that right. you would want to ask her about, but that that's, That is the greatest loss for me, not Mm -hmm. having those, not having her to ask those questions, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and I ask a lot of questions. I mean, I, (laughs) you know, I feel like when she was here, you know, that was the way that we connected that I, Mm -hmm. we would get in the car and we would drive somewhere and I would ask her questions.
0: Yeah.
1: That's what I did. You know, I was interested. So the the fact that I can't do that anymore is um, that's a Mm -hmm. tough one for me.
0: Yeah. Totally. So
1: I feel that. I feel that it's a, that, that would be a beautiful thing that you could do for your wife.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause I
1: think that's probably universal. I, you know?
0: I, yeah. I think, yeah. That feeling. Cause I think, especially when we lose as adults, like we think, and I have no idea how old these people are, are I'm just assuming, but like, we think that like okay, well I'm an adult so I'm established and so people lose their parents and it's not a big deal and whatever or it's a big deal and so much as it is and that's it whatever. But like yeah. you you always need your mom. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Ask the questions about her family of origin and where she came from and what she was scared of and like you know what how to make her favorite recipes and what she loved most about being a mom and you know
1: what she hated about it.
0: Right. <laughs> I think I know pretty well what that would be. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good one. You should, you should make notes because some of these are, these are really good ideas. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to help someone in that situation.
0: Yeah. And I also know, you know, we don't know anything about the context of the relationship. So it's, it's hard to know what to if the relationship has been really easy and important, that's one thing. If the relationship has been complicated and bumpy, that's another thing, you know, right? kind of, I think a lot of the advice we've been giving is if the relationship has been good and kind of easy and, you know, and loving, but if it's been complicated, it's, it's kind of a different story, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. It could be fraught. It could be. Yeah. 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 We don't know.
0: I also think like, I appreciated going back to the idea of like indirect what you can do indirectly. I appreciated so much when people treated me normally, yeah. both like in the midst of the situation and afterwards, because you're, everything is changing and shifting and you're on this terrible path that you found yourself on that you don't want to be on that you can't get off of. And like, there's so much like angst and pain and all this stuff and worry. And then people start being weird, you know, and you're like, can you just be normal? Can you just ask me a question like you normally would about what, you know? So yeah. I think that's a piece of it too, being who you are and being there and being normal and and still providing opportunities to laugh. You know, I think yeah. another thing people don't talk about when it comes to grief and, and loss is that you need breaks in the middle. Like you need to laugh while it's happening. Yeah. And um, so like providing opportunities for stuff like that, for joy, even though that might seem like disrespectful. I I don't, I don't think it is. I think it's really necessary, you know?
1: Yeah. It's not disrespectful at all. It's part of the, it's part of the big picture and not, um, you know, I remember like what I perceived as criticism for, for, Mm -hmm. from other people for, um, I told the story about when we were dismantling the house and how painful it was and we got the dumpster and we were throwing away things and we got silly and stupid. And I don't think we were drinking, but we might've been, but, and um, (laughs) you know, someone happened to drive by when one of our brothers was on the mattress on top of the dumpster, like, you know, just being silly. And we were Mm -hmm. laughing Mm because it was a a jarring, terrible, painful situation. Mm -hmm. And hearing about that, you know, like, oh, this is someone drove by and they said, mm-hmm. like, okay, you know what? Like, yeah, you can do whatever you want in those moments without,
0: yeah. oh, without yeah.
1: judgment, without criticism, without, you know, Yeah, I remember saying after dad died about mom, like mom can shave her head and lock herself in the basement if she wants to, like, we're not going to comment on it. She can do yep. whatever she wants. Yeah, you know?
0: totally. Yep.
1: She essentially bought like a race car and we yep. were all like, okay, you, you want a race car? That's fine. You can yep. have that.
0: Yeah. 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 So, not, not car.
1: well that that souped up thing that she bought
0: no, why don't i remember
1: <laughs> the the uh special edition uh volvo
0: oh i thought she just drove dad's car no she bought that car oh man yeah yeah, yeah i mean whatever you do what you need you know like and there's clarity in that, even if it makes no sense to anybody else, you know what I mean? You're just like, well, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> and right, it's like, you've never like decided something with so much assurance in your life, you know?
1: Right. Right. And I, I I'm jumping all over the place. I'm sorry, but, um, is it David Kessler? Is that the yeah, yep. finding meaning? Yeah. I remember hearing him interviewed somewhere and he was asked, I think it was Brene Brown, but I'm, I'm not hundred percent about, you know, there's this, um, story out there that if a couple loses a child they often get divorced yep and his point was it's not because they lost the child it's because they don't respect they don't give each other
0: the space to grieve
1: in their own ways yeah that it's like how come you don't feel the same way that I do or right how come you aren't further along or, right right and I found that super
0: fascinating it is so fast I mean look at that's like proof of how judgmental we are about the healing right you know, like right. it's out of
1: fear, out of, out, out of, you know, you don't yeah. want to see someone else in pain, you mm-hmm. you know,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. out of fear and an inability to like be emotionally mature. Right. You know, like, right. There psychological flexibility is a, is something that's available to all of us if we practice it, you know? we're all willing to download apps to get our memory better. Why aren't we willing to do the work to get our, our psychological, you know, flexibility better? You know what I mean?
1: That's a great question.
0: We'd rather be mad at someone else because it lets us take out some emotion at somebody. Resentment is a lot easier than like, I don't know what I'm talking about, but,
1: or we'd rather judge someone instead of feeling our own. Right.
0: Right. 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 They're not
1: doing it right. Well, right. Totally. Yeah.
0: I'm trying to think of like other. Just advice I would have if I could go back and tell myself advice. I had a
1: friend who I and I appreciated this so much. He would call me every couple of days and just leave a voicemail and say, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to keep calling and I, I'm just going to, you know, yeah. say hello and see how you are and don't call me back. And right. there's no
0: no pressure, not a big deal. Just... And that
1: was so like, I don't know. I I really appreciated that. It, yeah. There was no, it wasn't transactional. It yeah. wasn't. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. It, it's, it's a moving target. It's hard to kind of, yeah. Give you know, it's, it's all.
0: you can also build in the space for the conversation for, for this conversation, right? Like you can sit down with your wife and say, look, like I, I really want to be there to support you. And I'm not sure what that means. Can we set up like a monthly thing where we talk about how it's going and what you're not getting that you need, because you might not be thinking about it, but, you know, I don't want to get further down the line and realize that you felt alone in a way that I could have helped, you know, that's a great idea. Like, what do you need distraction? Do you need me to, you know, what, whatever, what is it, you know?
1: Yeah. Maybe come up with like a shorthand or like signals or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Have a little bit of a strategy. Or yeah. I don't know.
0: I also think there's so much like I just to say this to your to your wife like we none of us think we can do it and we can and we do. Yep. You know, like we there's so much mystery and darkness around loss which is so frustrating because it is a, an absolute inevitability. Yeah. But <clears throat> it is part of life and there's, you know, there are parts of it that are really beautiful and that yeah. change you in ways that are um, expansive, you know, yeah. not just about loss.
1: Yeah. And particularly, uh, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. And particularly that time, because it's just, mm-hmm. I I don't feel that I've ever lived as close to the surface as I did mm-hmm. then.
0: What do you mean close to the surface?
1: I just feel like I was just on like a different vibration at that point. Mm-hmm. There was no construct of bullshit. <laughs> right what you had to do or what you thought you had to do or, or how you had to feel or not. It was just like, everything was blown open In a really, I listen, I I wish it didn't happen, but I appreciate that it did. Mm -hmm. I do think it can be beautiful. I think it can be. Yeah. It it can change you in really amazing ways.
0: Yeah. It will. It's not, it's not, it can, it will.
1: Yeah.
0: (sighs) The, um, we talk a lot, I think we've talked about this here about the pivotal brain experience. This is one of the reasons why they think psychedelics work so well for, do we talk about this? No. So the, the, the trauma conferences here was the topic was, on uh, psychedelics. And so psychedelics are incredibly, they're shown to be really useful in cases of intractable depression, anxiety, OCD, PTSD, all these things. And so neuroscientists are finally trying to figure out like, okay, why, what is it that these, what, what, what's the mechanism behind the change, right? Because people are reporting these huge changes after having been through every other therapeutic modality for 25 years, you know? So in three sessions, they all of a sudden have no symptoms. What's happening Wow. And one of the theories is that the psychedelics give you what they call a pivotal brain experience, which shakes up your neural circuitry okay. and allows for things to shift. And psychedelics are not the only thing that gives you a pivotal brain experience, right? But one of the other things that they talk about is like, if you go to the desert and you've never been to the desert, you lived on the like the East coast or something, and then you see the stars at night, that feeling of awe and wonder is a pivotal brain experience, These things actually change your brain wiring because they shake up the circuitry. And if you have like dusty circuits that are going from point A to point B too quickly, right. But negative self-beliefs, like whatever, it can disconnect those circuits and then, you know, re kind of recalibrate everything. And we, we, we want to talk about the positive pivotal life experiences because of course, like we're not going to go chase the negative ones, But negative experiences are pivotal life experience, pivotal brain experiences too. Yes. It's not just like, oh, I went to this place and saw this amazing thing and it changed the way that I see everything. This is also, loss also provides a perspective shift that as you, as you said, like puts everything into relief and you're like, okay, I see now, like there is this terrible clarity, but it's clear (laughs) Yeah. And I can see through all this bullshit that I'm usually kind of mired in, you know, like, right, right. and yeah, it can really recalibrate things in a way that's good. So we, t- we take these things to be like net negative and they're, they're just more complicated than that.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep.
0: And I think you know, last thing, if there's anything that your wife like feels comforted by spiritually and is on the periphery, lean into it. Right. So like, if going to church is the thing that you did growing up and you sort of believe, but you don't like right now, I think that that having faith during these moments can be really helpful if it's available to you. If not, I think that's, you know, you can, you can attend to those same questions philosophically as well, but right. Yeah.
1: Or do the little, you know, do the little things. If you like being in nature, go for, yep. you know, do a 10 minute walk, like right. make right. time for those things that, you know, right. Feel good.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. I feel like we threw the spaghetti at the wall. I'm going to think of a thousand things throughout the rest of the day.
1: We can come back to it.
0: Yeah. We're thinking of you and your wife right. and your family. And this is hard.
1: It's really hard. And you can do it. You will do it.
0: hmm Totally. Okay. okay. Do you have a tiny little joy?
1: I do. Sadie is my dog is four years old
0: today. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> what happens on her birthday? Does she well, get a crown.
1: <laughs> I Well, I, I don't have, I could make a crown for her. She'll probably get like a big bone or some kind of treat or, you know, uh, more belly rubs than normal, but um, <laughs> she, yeah, I, I can't believe it. I can't believe she's four years old. I can't believe we've had her this long. I, I can't believe the, the joy on a daily basis that she brings it to my life. Mm. So I'm, I'm grateful. And I'm, I, I'm hugely, um, a, a vet said to me in Virginia once, and this is a little bit strange, but I took it the right way in the moment. He said, you, you must've been through a lot of suffering in your life to wind up with a dog like her. Oh. And that's like, it's true. Like she's, <laughs> she has really, changed my life in such a positive way. And, um, it's her birthday. So that's, that's good. exciting.
0: <laughs> Sadie is so funny.
1: She's a character, She's <laughs> a giant weirdo. And, uh, I love her.
0: I remember the first like week or something you had like, right after you got her, you came to my house, right? That was like the yeah. first week you had her or something like that. Yeah. That feels like both 10 minutes ago and like 15 years.
1: It does feel right. It feels like a long time ago. Yeah. I was completely overwhelmed at that point.
0: And it was pouring and we were like outside walking the dog all the time. And you were like, I don't like know, 18, man,
1: thousand steps like a day. I'm like, yeah. I get that. What did I do? I can't believe this. I never had a dog in my life. I'm crazy. This did, this isn't going to work, but
0: oh my God, but it did. It did.
1: It did. <laughs> so that's my, that's my joy.
0: Oh, that's exciting. Happy yeah. birthday, Sadie. Yay. Yay. Mine is really little. So I have these little things. So the okay. So um
1: what the hell is that? It's like a cat. It's a llama. Oh, oh yeah.
0: Um, so I run this group. I'm a part of this thing that Lisa thought was a cult at one point called the Tat Lab, which is a group. It's like it's like um Okay, well, all
1: right, you're, you're taking that out of context. I just watched like a <laughs> cult like documentary on that. And you you're in California and that's where like stuff like that happens. <laughs> And you had like said to me, like the leader wants us to make videos. And I
0: was like, oh boy, the leader. I did not say that. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> you didn't say the leader, but the, 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 anyway, great.
0: We were doing okay. a, cha- a seven day challenge where we had to put like videos on Instagram, like all of us, cause we're all coaches and therapists and stuff like that. And so, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> So Lisa was like, why are you putting these videos all of a sudden on Instagram? And I was like, well, you know, we're doing this seven day challenge. John Kim is not a cult leader.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's a fabulous thing. And he's been a wonderful connection for you. And, yes. and I haven't met him. I can't wait to, but I, I'm oh sorry. God. It was just like, I was,
0: no, it was just, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, are you in a cult? Would you tell me? I mean, I don't think so. I don't know. Anyway, I teach for, for this, this it's sort of like, um, kind of mind body. It's like wellness classes, but for the mind. And so we have classes kind of all day throughout the week and weekend. And I do a class on trauma healing three times a week. And there's this core group of people. I mean, it's just wonderful. Like we we've been um, doing this since right before the pandemic. So it's been whatever, 20 something months. And there's this core group of people who've been there the whole time. And um, my birthday was two weeks ago. And we call ourselves the trauma llamas because trauma llamas rhymes. And one of the members, Stephanie, was just like, We're the trauma llamas. And it just stuck. And so everyone has been gathering like llama paraphernalia over the last 20 months. And there's a lot of llama stuff out there, which you might not have realized. But (laughs) so. Two weeks ago, like at my door, it was like every hour a new like llama thing, uh, like arrived at the door. And so I have a stuffed llama and there's a llama coloring book, but I have these, like, I don't know what this is. It's like a little fidget toy thing. These things pop like, um, like bubble wrap. Yeah. But it's shaped like a llama. And I just see all this stuff like through my house and it just, it makes me like laugh and warms my heart. These little llama paraphernalia. I love that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I remember you said you guys were watching movies together, watching things. Yeah. We
0: do a movie night every Friday. um, And we watch like trauma related movies during the holidays. We do the uh, Hallmark movies just to like laugh at them, but it's, it's become a really nice like social community, which is we celebrate birthdays together. Sometimes it's just like,
1: that's fantastic.
0: Yeah. In the face of all of the isolation of the pandemic, it was really life-saving for a lot of people, I think. Yeah. And I think also
1: to make the subject matter, like,
0: Yes, which is always like, I that's, you know, that's why I got nicknamed Dr. Sunshine because I'm, you have to bring the light into the darkness. That's how, you know, because it's there anyway. It's just hard it to see
1: there. It is.
0: Yeah. So my llama paraphernalia is my tiny little joy. I love it.
1: <laughs> that's sweet. So,
0: yeah. Okay. Thank All you for right. listening. Write us at um, the traumatapes at gmail.com. Rate Listen, subscribe, rate, subscribe, review. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Someday I'll get it. Maybe you should just do this part. Okay. <laughs> With all the fucking shit in my brain, I can't remember these three things. I'm That's full. All right. It's okay. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks sure for listening. You. See you next week. Bye bye.